welcome to Buzzard View Manor. We don't get very many guests here. And when we do, we would like you to get comfortable and to stay a while. I would like to welcome my long lost co-host, Sir Martin. It's been a while. Thank you for putting up with my hiatus that I've been on for, for a bit. And I'm glad to be back and I'm glad to be able to participate tonight with your listeners and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So welcome back to being the gatekeeper, even though you've abandoned post for a while. We welcome you back with open arms. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So you did see the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I had um, a guest on earlier today. So what we're doing is like me and you will chat. And then every now and then I'll bring someone from the horror community who is a follower or Mm -hmm. a fan of horror. And we kind of just chat one-on-one real briefly. And he shared his thoughts about the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Sir Martin, what were your thoughts about the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre? To me, just I just saw stuff in there that I wasn't really, it wasn't happening for me. I guess I'm so used to the original one that was shot back in the 70s. And to see this one, I mean, I don't know. I did love the scene where he walks in there into the, the bus scene. And they're like, oh, we're going to we're going to videotape you and put you on, you know, put you in check. And he just slaughters everybody they're like, yes, yes, just do it. I mean, I was really for Leatherface in this movie. I'm like, kill them all. Please do it. <laughs> 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 and I guess I was a little disappointed, too, because, you know, I, I I would think it was would be shot, you know, maybe in Texas or something like that. But it wasn't. It was, I think, shot in Bulgaria or something like that. So. That was kind of a disappointment for me, but overall, I mean, I enjoyed it, but then that, you know, still that, that first Texas Chainsaw Massacre sticks in my head. I'm like, yeah, I really like that one better. It just had more feel. I guess I'm a little bit biased, you know, it wasn't Texan. Well, to be fair, there will never be a Texas Chainsaw Massacre that will ever live up to the original. Why? Because it was by accident. Sometimes when you make a cult classic or just a brilliant film, it's by accident. You're not really setting out to do it, but you're just creating something because you believe in it and you hope that people like it. And I know I sound like a broken record. I you know, was chatting with my um, guest earlier and I said that when the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre was released, no one liked it. It found its audience. So all, you know, two, three, four, five, you know, they will never be the original. They, they'll never be able to live up to that. So I did see it. I did watch the original. I'm a huge fan of the original. You know that. This new film, great kill scenes, cinematography was beautiful. But I think what did it for me was the whole Sally coming back for revenge. I mean, we've seen that movie. You know, we've seen that movie and... I'm going to go ahead and put the spoiler out there. You slaughter my friends and I have a chance to put your ass down in the ground. I'm not thinking twice, buddy. I'm putting you in the ground. You know, she kind of, she goes into the house and she's all standing there, you know, with her shotgun pointing it at Leatherface. And does she deliver? No, she doesn't deliver. And then he lights her up later. (laughs) I know. And I was like, you had a chance right there. And then he just like walks away from her. And, and then, and then later on, you like, she's doing a dance at the end of his saw. <laughs> she is doing a dance at the end of his saw. You said that well. And then he, she's in the garbage bags, kind of like still alive. 
and then able to pull the trigger off a shotgun. And then she looks at that girl and she goes, he will haunt you, you know, unless you go kill him, basically saying something like that. And it's like, well, you didn't deliver when you had the chance to. So now these girls have a chance to escape. But it's just all that kind that kind of got under my skin. But here I my buddy has his own podcast, Dave. He's part of the culture shock podcast and I'm going, hopefully this comes out kind of clear. And if it doesn't, well, we'll share his link whenever he shares his opinion on his show. And uh, I'll kind of tell you, you know, he's, he does this stuff professionally. He's in the film industry professionally and he can do laps around us with opinions, but I'll tell you what he says here. We'll play it. And why I'm going through this, I do want to talk about a film festival, but we'll get to that. And I think you'll actually like this um, conversation about Naked Man on the Rocks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Naked Man on the Rocks. Mm. <laughs> okay, so here we go. So hopefully this plays out. Here we go. That being said, the gore scenes are great. The cinematography, I've actually worked with Rick Diaz before. Back when he was Rick Diaz, not Ricardo Diaz. And he's an excellent DP. And, and so the DP... And the cinematography is, is beautiful. The lighting is beautiful. Every frame is a is a painting. And so from that regard, it was a very fun movie to watch as, as long as you just turn your brain all the way off. The biggest problem I have with it, not just that it's dumb or that they spent $20 million in Bulgaria, which is like $60 million, which means they absolutely had enough money to cast like decent actors. Oh, the actors weren't that bad, I guess, but some names at least, or like, I don't know, rewrite the script more like develop any subplot, not rip off Halloween 2018. I mean, they had enough money, which they clearly spent all in gore and lighting effects to spend some time to develop a solid, strong entry into this franchise so that there's motivation for a franchise like that to be revived. Part of the problem that I see with a lot of these reboots is that they suck. And because they suck, they never go anywhere. So we never get this revival of like, great horror classics because such piss poor effort is put into the story that they fail commercially and critically and then they never get made again and in the meantime and i like john but like you got guys like john who are just like raw raw cheerleading every shitty fucking movie that comes out and it's like dude you're not doing the genre any favors by allowing such dismal mid-level shit to get made like be critical of this film you can say what i said which is that it looks beautiful it's fun dumb fun but the story sucks the acting is okay uh, but the subplots and the storyline are paper thin and expect better and demand better so that we actually get better horror movies and that so some of these franchises that we'd love to see continue on continue on instead of getting rebooted fail rebooted fail rebooted fail there's like 50 fucking timelines of texas chainsaw massacre and halloween and all these films and it's not too much to ask us to be critical and to hold these filmmakers to a higher standard and not just say oh well it's horror there's gore so that's all you need don't overthink it yeah and because that would have motivation it would have a connection to the original it would have some reason for us as the audience to care about the people there. And, you know, I, I can't take credit for this because I saw this posted somewhere else, but in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's about a family. And while Leatherface emerges the most iconic of the family, it, it, the, the, the villains are broader than just him. And so I think you could have made it to where, you know, like, what if 
I mean, Leatherface is like 80 years old, so it makes no fucking sense that he's able to do any of this shit or survive any of the things that he survived. But like, what if the original Leatherface is the grandpa of this new family of cannibals and there's a new Leatherface that has emerged? And you could go into all kinds of interesting dimensions with that if you just put like the smallest amount of effort into a storyline, a coherent plot. So that's kind of his opinion about it, but I think I have one more, a little, hold on, sit tight. So here's my issue. Number one, it's dumb as fuck. There is no solid plot. In fact, there's like three plots and none of them are developed and none of them make me care at all for any of the characters. And thus, I don't give a shit if any of them die. I hope they die. They're obnoxious. And it's this modern, postmodern thing in horror that people do where they've reimagined in their brain that all these horror movies were intentionally bad. And they weren't. They were low budget, but they weren't intentionally bad. And so for modern filmmakers to intentionally write shitty characters that aren't interesting is one of my pet peeves when it comes to horror horror movies at their onset even the bad ones always tried to be good and nearly always tried to say something so this movie fails in all of those regards great points i agree and you know what it's funny because i was thinking the same thing you know for me i saw those people and then like man i don't even like these characters that's why i was saying earlier that man i hope leatherface fucks all of them up and he did and i was like yes just kill them all and get it over with because they suck so bad but he brought up something interesting because I was thinking in my head, Leatherface, I was talking, my wife and I watched it. And so we're like, you know, Leatherface has to be like a real old fucker already, you know, and, and I don't know how he's doing this, but he's surviving, you know. But so he brought that point up and I thought the same thing. I'm like, how, how does, okay, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Go ahead. I know what you're saying exactly. Um, maybe it's all that human flesh that's keeping him superhuman and uh, powerful. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. he is a cannibal. I might have to start eating my neighbors or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, but did you stay through the credits to see at the end? I watched all the credits. That's where I said, because in my head, I was like, okay, did you make- see after the, all the credits went up? Okay. okay there was, a, there was, a, there was an Easter egg of a, a, something that could possibly be coming. So you see, you're going to have to do that. Yeah, I watched all the credits, but my, my I guess I was just looking at all the names and everything else. And I was trying to like, I know this is not Texas because of the terrain and everything else. So I wanted to know. So I watched all the credits and that's where it's like Bulgaria and all that, especially when I was seeing all the last names. I'm like, yeah, I think it's shot was shot overseas because I had no idea. Yeah. She had told me, hey, it's coming out on Friday. So we went and got some uh, some Chinese food and sat down and like, OK, we got to watch it. You did the Chinese food too. We did too. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. We do Chinese food and do a movie. So yeah. So there's that. So after all the credits went up, you see Leatherface walking back to us with this chainsaw to the original house. So I think that they're probably going to try to bring something, you know, spin something off. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. So I want to kind of talk about film festivals real quick. You know, I've submitted um, midnight cinema hour to a few film festivals. And, you know, I got a lot of positive feedback and stuff and whatnot, but there was this one certain film festival that like, I was kind of looking at their movies and I'll be honest with you, you know, I've been con- kind of considering getting with some people in a couple years and doing a horror film festival and kind of just being like solid about and selecting films that are like, yes, you know, and 
from my understanding, I thought I was, you know, uh, submitting to a horror film festival. And then I see this advertisement of this guy on the beach and the wind's blowing. And he's talking about himself. And then all of a sudden, this guy is lying naked on the rocks. Okay. So (laughs) I don't even know where that came from. And I'm like, what is he doing to those rocks? And was this in a public area? And were there was someone like on the lookout to make sure that no one was around when he decided to get naked on some rocks? But my point is, I feel like certain film festivals, to me, those are sure, like, those are shitty films to me, honestly, you know, like if you ever submit anything like that to a film festival that I'm doing, it's going to get rejected immediately. You know what well, I'm talking about? Yeah. When you send it to me, I, I, I actually thought it was like a eighties, nineties kind of a Calvin Klein ad, you know, somebody <gasps> against the rocks touching themselves or something like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And so, you know, some of our, some of our listeners are probably going to go through all the like, what did she do? Which film festival is she talking about? I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> but I'm just saying, but I feel like if that's the kind of films that these film festivals enjoy, then I just need to be on the lookout of what not to submit to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, to me, I don't find that artistic. Yeah, I, I found it kind of weird, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So back in February, I got you to watch the special. (laughs) Come on. That was a special. Let me tell you, because I was totally thinking something totally different. And then, yeah, you want to go ahead and talk about it? Because, yeah, it was pretty special. And everybody should watch it. Because when I watched it, I was like, oh, yeah. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is is freaky. But go ahead. Okay, so... The special is, was directed by Harrison Smith and he's a really cool guy and he's really into film and everything. And he, he knows his shit. He's very like just in tune with film and he's just, he's just a talented guy. Okay. He hasn't really done anything that's like major that's kind of like put him on the map, but he's, he is well known in the horror industry and, you know, and online and everything. So the special, in my opinion, is kind of like a sci-fi horror. And with Leo, I got Leo to watch it and it blew his mind. He loved it. I was like, oh my gosh. So where Leo is employed at, it's like this rumor. All these guys are watching the special and they're like telling him, what was that? Because you're either going to like it or you're going to be like, whoa, that was nasty. It reminded me of like some type of horror porn or something freaky. You know, I was like, yeah, go ahead and tell it what it's about because, you know, it's, it's interesting. Cause I, I had no idea what was going to, when you told me the special, I thought it was like, yeah, something. But when I saw what was going on, I'm like, man, this guy needs a little bit of help, but it's a good movie. So to me, I feel that the special is about controlling your addiction. Like, fighting off your demons, basically. Okay. Because if you don't keep yourself in check, you could run off into a rabbit hole that there's no coming back from, whether that be alcoholism, whether that be drug use, or whether that that be addicted to sex. So with the special, I'm not really even sure if his wife, the main actor, if his wife even had an affair on him, 
it's like he assumes she did. And so this, I don't want to really go into detail with people who've really never seen it, but like, if you ever watch a special, will someone let me know if she really did have an affair or is this just him being paranoid and insecure? And then his friend takes him to this brothel of like this place of like prostitutes. And you're looking around thinking, whoa, these prostitutes aren't really that hot. And I don't know if they're from like, um, if they're supposed to be Russian or like East, like Eastern, like uh, European. So the main character gets introduced to the special and he goes into this room and there's this box. What do you put in the box? If you're a man, well, that's what you're going to put in the box. Mm. And he's kind of looking through it like, what is this? So basically the the character kind of gets addicted to this box. And then we go on this journey of what addiction can do to you. So that's where we're going to stop there because I don't want to spoil it if no one's seen it, but you can see it and it's on prime right now. Yeah, it's a fun movie. It is. <laughs> it, it is, is. A fun movie, you know, because it keeps you kind of thinking, like, well, what is this? You know, what's going on? And I don't want to tell every all the details, but yeah, you'll end up saying, like, wow. And I, I see where you're saying it's sci-fi because it reminded me of certain, you know, movies back in the 50s or 60s. I mean, that was before my time, but still. So let me ask you this. If you were on a date with someone and they're like, hey, um, why don't we go back to the house? And I have this great movie I want you to watch. And they put the special on. Would you think, is, is she trying to seduce me or is she trying to scare me off? I would say she's trying to get freaky with me. And I would uh, say, okay, let's go. <laughs> so that's why I said that everyone should watch the special on Valentine's Day, you know. And they say, well, watch it with someone you hate. It's like, I don't know so much. I mean, that might be an invitation. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> so is there anything new that you want to share with our listeners? I've been trying to look at the, um, oh, what is it? The Slumber Party Massacre. I, I went ahead and got number one and two to look at those this coming week. I, I did see number one last week, but I'm like, I got to go over it again. And I decided to go get one and two because I'm trying to get back into like some of the old 80s movies, slasher movies and all that of kind of stuff. Because to me, it has more... I don't know. There's, there's stuff coming out now, but to me, it's just like, it has more feel. It has more touch. It has everything in it that I, I, I like the music, the the whole slasher thing. I love the part where, you know, they don't actually show the slashing, but they show the blood splattering and everything. And that's like, you know, it keeps you thinking like what's happening, you know? So I've been trying to hit up all the old eighties movies right now. Well, that's what Dave was saying earlier about these modern horror films is that back then they weren't trying to make a film to be horrible. They were actually trying to put some effort into it. That's what his point was when, you know, when we were listening to that recording. And some of these filmmakers are out there just trying to make some horrible films on purpose because they thought that that's what filmmakers were doing in the 80s. No, in the 80s, they had a barely their budget just trying to make it. And that's why you didn't see a lot of people get killed because they couldn't right. afford the kill scenes. Exactly. And it was cool because not only that, it, it kind of keeps it, it kind of makes you think like what's happening and everything. It's kind of like when they say, uh, OK, well, let me, let me put this the right way. When you expose yourself too much versus somebody's covered up, like something makes somebody think like, I wonder what's under that dress. <laughs> so you're not you're not, you're not leaving enough mystery. Ex- exactly. A mystery to the mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm, exactly. So you never know what's going to happen. And I like that. And I, I just I don't I don't know it just to me the 80s has more has it more going on like if you look at the old exorcist versus some of the stuff coming out now i still prefer the 
the old original exorcist of course yeah sure sure but i think that also people need to start trying to be original and making some new content i mean that's just my opinion but we'll see what happens we'll see what happens in cinema in general i mean are people still going to be going to the theater is it going to be more at home us viewing movies at home right we'll see what happens in the next 10 years but until then you all can keep tuning in to buzzer view manor Excellent. Let's do that. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in and good night. <laughs>